0: Hello everyone, my name is Anton Meshkov, I'm a co-founder of the United Citizens of Europe and today I'm talking to Radu Stikler. Radu is the head of the Beast International Film Festival that takes place annually in Porto, Portugal. Well, I'm really happy to have you here uh, and talk to you. Thank you again for agreeing on doing this. I think it's very interesting to talk about what festivals are doing at the moment and in general about festivals uh, in Europe um so uh can you please introduce yourself and just in a little bit out of context uh, from the festival first
1: yes uh, i'm also very happy to meet you and to meet your your project which is very very interesting uh now i'm gonna start following it even more uh congrats on that uh i'm i'm Radu born and raised in, uh, in Romania. And in the last five five years, I'm spending my time in, in Portugal, in Porto, uh, more specific. Uh, I work in culture. I studied arts and multimedia. And um, yeah, since, uh, since 20, 2015, I am focusing a lot on cultural management and I'm uh, spending my time doing uh, doing that. Yeah, guess... more about me. Like it's, yeah, please.
0: Yeah. So and uh, Beast Film Festival is, I guess, a huge part of uh, this cultural management thing.
1: Yeah, it's 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 uh, it's very hard for me to divide life from from work. So basically um beast is a is a big part of of uh of my life and my my work and um it's yeah i can say it's like the biggest project i ever got to work with and i'm very happy that it, it grew in such a such a beautiful experience for for myself and also for for people people around me that i i work
0: with uh but uh how how did it start like uh you started in 2017 right
1: yeah, we, we first started in 2017. Um, behind this, there's like a, a, a cultural association, uh, which is called Plazist. So basically, it's a collective of um, people from Portugal and people from Eastern Europe. Um, we started it with the idea of like um, promoting more the culture from, from the central and Eastern European uh, mm-hmm. countries. Uh, we started like in a in a small apartment in Porto we were like a non formal group so mm-hmm. um, now after after so many years we are happy to to have a space where we we are working from and uh, this space being also like um an art gallery and uh, a cultural center for for the same purpose
0: mm-hmm. also there's there's way more there are way more layers than I thought okay and um yeah if you, if you talk about the beast festival right now at this moment what how would you define its objectives and its its main goal or maybe like its essence in one sentence just like um
1: uh, in one sentence would be like you know we we have a we have a slogan and it's it's uh going like uh wild wild east at the mm-hmm. moment so I would say that Beast is representing <laughs> the, the wild, wild East or representing mm-hmm. the, the new East. And also the also the name of the festival Beast is like coming from the idea of like uh, being there, being in Eastern Europe, but it's also kind of a force, you know, not, you know, in a negative sense, but it's like, it's fearless. It's like, it's full of power. And mm-hmm. that's a whole, the that's a whole concept behind the, the festival. And uh, we're trying to bring uh, some relevant cultural information from from the region and also portraying this new exciting wild uh, energy from from Eastern Europe
0: yeah and so far it seems like it's going really great um, I mean the website has changed since the last time I saw it uh, I guess you are preparing for the new season right
1: yes now we are like preparing the our online presence because we we are planning to have like an online edition and uh yeah we uh we are trying to to portray like a a, a more like fresh and full of energy image mm-hmm. and hopefully the website is gonna be ready soon like fully but uh i'm happy to hear that uh that you like it
0: yeah the and the previous version looked very nice as well uh but uh why why, would, why did you decide in the offline times let's let's come back to the offline times when everything that has happened happened before this so when you decided to do a film festival why did you decide to focus on the east in general like on the new east
1: yeah well if if you're asking me like i i am from from there like i was born in eastern europe and uh, most of my colleagues are from from there and um it has lots to do with uh with the ways that eastern europe is being portrayed and is being taken from from an international perspective and um there are also lots of uh, stereotypes built around uh, around the, the region and having so much so much like uh input of stereotypes and ideas about what Eastern Europe is, we, we lose the, the part of like uh, culture and how like rich it is, the, the region in terms of culture, in terms of art, in terms of film in this case. And it started from that point of like wanting to show more of Eastern Europe through, through culture and showing mm-hmm. more of this part of uh, what we have to offer. Um, yeah. So here in, in Portugal its it started in that sense because it was also like lack of information from the region so we are trying to feed that hunger
0: mm-hmm. but do you also feel like in general uh, the New East even the term New East is very fresh it has been it has it was coined uh, I think in 2000s in the, in the 2010s even and don't you think that in general New East uh, kind of attracts more and more attention not only in in terms of cinema but also in other fields of art as well
1: yeah i think i think that there is some some sort of uh, exoticism around mm-hmm. this uh, concept of new east and uh, it's also going like in the in the pop culture right you have all this like slav squatting and like the slav culture and the gray buildings from eastern europe <laughs> and it's it, it has a certain sense of exoticism from from someone that has never been there or like is not from there. Uh, and yeah, of course, BEAST and the concept of BEAST is, is not a new one. As you said, it started like uh, more than 10 years ago uh, with other initiatives around Western Europe or other countries around the globe. So I think it's, uh, it's something that is growing a lot. The interest in this new East and what what new East represents, and uh, we are happy to be part of this of this movement, you know, of like uh, yeah building up on the on the concept and maybe bringing new ideas and new ways of portraying the the, the new East in in general.
0: Mm-hmm. But also, I find it very interesting that uh, you're doing movies and like the very high quality movies. It's not just uh you know like videos from from youtube and uh, it's it's an interesting for me to notice that this new east phenomenon it doesn't only attract like this popular culture it also has a lot of this um egalitarian or elitist culture because you also have except, except for squads you also have gosha ropchinski and you have calvert journal uh, based in london which also always puts those beautiful photos of uh, eastern european countries and do you also kind of feel like you, you belong to this more cultural, more, not exactly pop culture, but more like a, a little bit of higher echelon of culture with the Beast Festival Festival? Uh,
1: I, think, I think that we, we are entering that world as well. Like as you mentioned, like Calvert Journal, which is like one of the leading voices of uh, representing Eastern Europe and Eastern European culture. Uh, it is true like it it has like kind of like a an elite type of audience as well like and the, uh, the ways that they're presenting content is is uh, it's for that target audience I think it's important because um, bringing such content is important to have uh, people that are interested and they can take the information further and use it in their own channel and
0: mm-hmm.
1: grow it but I think beast I think beast and uh, okna which is the association behind it, uh, I think it has a a very young energy, it has a very fresh energy because we we are still like an emerging uh, film festival, we have very good content, we we are showing lots of international premieres, we're showing lots of films that were awarded in big festivals, but at the same time we try to keep that personal touch and build a community of people that want to explore, experiment uh, make, make mistakes and learn from that or like to show a process like from the beginning till maybe when they get to reach like this international recognition and that's the whole concept behind uh, behind uh, BEAST and behind everything we're doing here with uh, with our projects we are looking for fresh ideas for uh, emerging new talents uh, but I'm happy to hear that you you think that our program is uh I mean, highly it's, curated in a sense, and we...
0: It, it definitely, I, I, I don't know, it's highly curated also could sometimes sound a little bit wrong, but it definitely, it does make a, an appearance of being curated really well. Like it's not just random, random movies being shown, which is I think really great actually. And uh, so you would say that your audience uh, are more like younger people like who, who, how would you define the audience who people who normally come to the to watch the movies
1: yeah i think our audience is based on on young young audience so i think a big part of our festival audience is represented by um by communities eastern European communities in mm-hmm. in portugal so that's like a very big part of our audience and then we have uh, we attract lots of young people because our our program is also involving uh, lots of programs that are um, focusing on ideas that young people are interested in and we also bring um, lots of educational projects which are for young people and i think through these tools we managed to build a quite diverse audience which has at its center the Central Eastern European communities, but also young Portuguese or internationals, because Portugal is a very it's a very international country. Porto is a very like international hotspot. Yeah. So here the community is very diverse. It's very multicultural. So I think that helps a lot the festival in terms of audience diversity. But yeah, definitely young, young audiences are target.
0: That's very interesting that you also have brought uh, that part of the audience are people from Eastern Europe who live in Portugal and um, there's like a little bit of uh, interculturalism going on that is also, that's that's actually a very cool idea. I I haven't thought about this when I was just scrolling through the festival page. That's very interesting. Um, yeah, and
1: we, we managed to create some very nice connections with other countries as well through our programming, which is attracting also communities from non-Eastern European countries as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, that's very interesting. And do you think that in general Eastern Europe is underrepresented in, in terms of movies, for example, on the festivals?
1: Well, I always say it's underrepresented. Uh, it also comes like in the in the official uh, representation, like uh, on a European level, like Central and Eastern European film mm-hmm. is seen as a low distribution category, so it doesn't have some so doesn't get so many opportunities to be uh, to have like a big international distribution.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And in that in that sense. Uh, even in like the context of like official film run around Europe, or around the world, Eastern Europe is still struggling with the opportunities, and it all comes also into like to uh, funding opportunities for mm-hmm. uh, short or feature films, and uh, that's that's something really like uh, it's really tricky for for uh, Eastern European filmmakers to to get out there, and I mm-hmm. think it's good to have like this kind of. Points and bridges to, to show their film, and then in terms of like uh, general culture, of course, uh, people are looking a lot towards, uh, towards Hollywood, towards American film, and on mm-hmm. the European context, they look a lot towards French, uh, Western uh, European countries uh, cinema, while uh, Eastern European cinema is still seen as a very niche. Uh, category of of film.
0: And I also notice sometimes that uh, those Eastern European uh, directors, for example, who make it into this pantheon of fame, they're the ones who resemble the Western ones in the biggest way, like uh, Pawlikowski, for example. It's like, Polish people say that sometimes uh, that Pawlikowski is not Polish, he is French. We don't consider him Polish director anymore.
1: Yes, it's true. Like you have lots of influences in terms of uh, cinema coming from from Eastern Europe. Lots of influences from like Scandinavian cinema, from mm. from French cinema. That's true. Uh, I think that also allows films to get uh, to get like a fast track towards like international distribution, and I think uh, it appeals more to to audience. I don't think it's a bad thing, but I think it's important for like each country or each like uh, region to work on uh, supporting and building their own style and to get their like on their own their on their own feet and their own like specific style like if you look at Agnieszka Smoczyńska in Poland Mm -hmm. like she had this very like dreamy films starting with like mermaids in Mm -hmm. like uh, before 89 and uh, there are many other examples of filmmakers that Broke the rules and they managed to define some sort of a style to to the country.
0: Uh, okay, since we started talking about the names, we started throwing names. Uh, what were your biggest discoveries while you were working on the Beast Film Festival? When you watched something and you were like, "Wow, that is so great!" Like,
1: I can yeah i can say that in the last uh, three editions of the festival we had lots of surprises in terms of film through the competition competition being like focusing on lots of short films Mm -hmm. Uh, we got to we mostly get to discover through like our films we mostly get to discover stories or situations from from eastern europe Mm -hmm. um if we think that it's kind of like an educational process, like the uh, viewing of the festival. So in that sense, uh, you get to discover lots about specific regions like uh, Transnistria or Abkhazia Mm -hmm. or um, ways of living in certain certain regions. So that for me and for the team of the festival and for our audience is very interesting, discovering Eastern Europe through the power of art, the power of film. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can say that most of our like uh, opening films, because we always have an opening film in the festival, uh, were very impressive. From uh, the first edition with all these sleepless nights by Mikael, uh, who is like a, which is like a hybrid documentary and fiction. He also made like uh, uh, this very interesting uh, documentary, like uh, "Fuck the Forest." Mm-hmm. Uh, which was very very uh, very very impressive and yeah to give you like one example i i don't know because we had so many stories and so many yeah so it's many always it's always difficult uh, to pick a favorite, and every year is is uh changing based on like what we are presenting but i have to say like last year for example we had a very interesting uh, kind of uh triangle between uh, eastern Europe, uh, Portugal and uh, Africa. Oh, wow. we, we had a special, we had a special program focusing on the uh, connections between eastern Europe and uh, Africa where we show like some very interesting uh, documentaries, archive documentaries and some newsreels from dictators from Eastern Europe going to Africa and like um, uh, intellectuals and workers mm-hmm. from Africa coming to eastern europe to to exchange ideas with uh with professionals from from there and that for me was like very impressive it was like a discovery for me through the program and I was like uh, exploring that more and more because apparently there is uh a very interesting spider web between these two
0: yeah these very two interesting land. connection or something like, you would never think about. That's very
1: interesting. Yeah, and uh, we, try, we, we try to focus a lot on this kind of geometry of like, not only showing uh, Eastern European productions, but showing lots of co-productions with unexpected uh, regions, like building this kind of unexpected bridges and learning us as a team and as an organizer, as programmers, learning and then sharing the information with, with, with the audience.
0: Has it uh, has it been like this from the very beginning, this concept, or did it kind of evolve into it, the Beast Festival? Uh,
1: it it evolved it evolved through through the years. Uh, at the beginning, we had like one purpose, representing the region. But then, because we in, when we organize the festival, we function some sort in a system of like islands, so we create we create specific islands for programmers and we give opportunities for people to join and to program something within the festival. And this mm-hmm. is coming from people that are like uh, very attached to, to, to the art from the region. And uh, it started gradually and it started with like uh, our program which is called Portuguese Abroad because we are still based in Portugal and we, we still pay attention to the Portuguese cinema as well. So we started reflecting um, the connections and co-productions between Portugal and Eastern Europe in terms of film. And we showed some, some pretty interesting films made by Portuguese filmmakers in co-production with countries like Bulgaria or Romania or um, other Eastern European countries. And from there, we started to discover this uh, land of connections and land of like, endless opportunities between. <laughs>
0: and i would say that's it's already countries. quite unexpected to find at least several connections between portugal and eastern europe i don't say it's impossible but for me it sounds surprising that there are those connections because it's not it's not something evident i feel like
1: yeah it's not something that you, you can easily find and that's why maybe it grew throughout the time and it's not a lot of information you can find, but we are digging always we're trying to find. The the best of it, we try to find the, these connections and we are hoping that we are. Um, giving opportunity for people to work on new collaborations because our festival when it's happening in a normal festival edition on in person, we have lots of guests from from Eastern Europe coming here and they meet lots of producers, they meet lots of other filmmakers from here and some bonds are created and uh, some actual opportunities are created to work together in the future and maybe Mm -hmm. uh, build on these co-productions.
0: And uh, while we're still talking about the the beginning of it, Um, let's assume I decide to organize a film festival tomorrow or maybe on Monday, uh, starting Monday what are the I don't know uh, the underwater stones like what are the obstacles that I might not see in my way but which will still hit me really hard if I want to organize uh, a film festival in in Europe yeah Uh, at the moment there are
1: so many festivals in Europe and around the world there's so many festivals like it's it's incredible the amount of uh, events dedicated to cinema you have i think the most the most important part is like to to find a good approach to the content and to bring something unique to the table i think it's like to finding like uh to answering a question i would say like to to respond to something that is needed or filling a, a space that it's uh is asking for 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 that content, uh, and th- in that case, I think uh, programming is very important, and having a specific film, mm-hmm. deciding okay, this festival is going to to focus on this specific content, and we are aiming to reach that objective. Uh, I think it's also important to to raise awareness through through a film festival or to any other. Cultural event, especially nowadays, we reached this point when culture is speaking so much to to specific uh, uh, social issues, and I think raising uh, awareness is very important in anything that you're doing in culture. And uh, a festival, in its sense, is just a messenger. So what makes a, a festival good is basically the films that you're. Presenting and the conversation you have after uh, watching this film, Mm -hmm. and I think it's important to engage people in conversation through like uh, one-to-one talk with people that created the content and getting to discover more what's behind it. Uh, But yeah, I think the bottom line is to to have a clear image of what your festival will be like and what is 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 it trying to to present Mm -hmm. and how is that answering specific um, questions.
0: But since you said that uh, there is prosperity of festivals, uh, and I guess in Europe it's the same picture, does it mean that there is some kind of support from European institutions or maybe some funds towards those festivals, because otherwise they wouldn't just start? Do you think there is this support, or you don't experience this?
1: There There is plenty of of support in terms of uh, uh media we have like the the media sector of uh, creative europe which is like uh, pumping let's say uh, a pretty significant amount of money in uh, festival organizing then you have like a specific national funds that are also uh, uh investing in uh festival running but of course it's, it can always be it can always be better. I think what's the hardest uh, part is like starting it and like uh, being like a, a young emerging festival. I think the struggle is there until you manage to create your audience, to build your audience, and you manage to build your um, your presence mm-hmm. in, on a European level. Because in the end, there are lots of festivals, but throughout the years, you realize that uh, the world is getting smaller and smaller. Because yeah. Uh, once you visit other other festivals through the filmmakers presenting their films in a festival run it becomes smaller and smaller like it's it's more easy to to grasp what's happening where can you find support and how you can help each other because I think that's also important Festival festivals helping each other like on a European level
0: uh, but how how do you motivate people I'm sorry this is completely profane question profound question because. I never organized a film festival, but do you struggle to in the, especially in the beginning to attract directors or filmmakers in general, or is there such a huge supply of movies right now? Because it's also the technology is way more available than decades ago that you just open a call and you get like 10 emails with movies ready on your, in the, on like on the second day.
1: Yeah. You might, uh... You might open a call and get like lots of films, but um, it's important to to get the the right amount of films so you can choose something that fits your idea of a program and like what mm-hmm. you want to to portray. And that's lots that's lots of work. Like it's not just opening a call and waiting for the films to come. It takes lots of work in terms of collaborations with specific institutions such as film schools from several countries, film institutes. So I think. Mm-hmm having like a constant communication and like a very open communication with, with institutions that deal with centralizing content and deal with promotion of their, of their national uh, program, it's very important. It's like, um, yeah, b- building these friendships with, uh, with mm-hmm. lots of other uh, representatives, I think it's important. And of course, the the amount of content you have around Europe and around the world is it's 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 very it's very big. So uh, lots of content comes to you only from the power of filmmakers, which also have lots of work in promoting their film and finding mm-hmm. ways of getting their films to to festivals, getting the film in a competition program, and uh, getting maybe to to win an, an award to it, because that's also it's kind of something that is motivating filmmakers to to send their film to a festival the competition power of it and I think that's very very important and uh, it's also a way of like uh, supporting filmmakers through giving them an award or giving Mm -hmm. them the opportunity of uh, winning an award
0: and look so far that you're doing great in this like in in all the sea you are selecting a really good fish which is just great and how's how's the festival doing now I just, I just saw that you announced uh, that the program will be several months long for this, for this year. How's, like, how's it in general coping with this situation?
1: Yes, uh, the festival is supposed to happen last year in autumn. So we postponed it to end of March 24 until 28th of March. So it's, it, we're still going to keep like a festival format for, for five days. Mm-hmm. We're going to have several screenings and several, several events. And it will be extended until June 2021 with uh, several screenings throughout throughout the, this month. This was like a way of like us making sure that we, we give space to, to the festival to, to reach its audience and uh, maybe reach a point when we are able to have also physical screenings and mm-hmm. uh, to have this hybrid format of it. But, um, for, for now, I think uh, online is like uh, the main tool we are going to use. So we are trying to find alternatives to the usual online presence of a festival. We don't want just to put the, the films online and make some posts. We would like to engage a lot with, with our audience. So we're preparing maybe some live streaming of presentations mm-hmm. and uh, some online masterclasses involving several topics involving the filmmakers and also other, other programmers and uh, film professionals. So what we're doing now is like working on uh, having a very nice online festival with uh, something that will uh, keep people on their toes to, to, to watch and to follow.
0: I guess the main... The main tool for this is to engage people into some activities where they don't just passively sit in front of the screen and and staring to it. Exactly, yeah, that- and I think
1: uh, learning because throughout this time, learning is a very is a very good thing. Like spending our time home, it's never bad to learn uh, new things and to discover new things. And that's why we're planning also to have lots of like free access events. Uh, through online and to get to interact with people uh, freely
0: that's very interesting and I, I hope it will i hope it will work out for this festival like in this format i will definitely be present for at least those 5 days if like yeah if nothing happens and it doesn't move to sure. offline which i hope it doesn't because then i will be able to see it so, for just in any way,
1: the festival will be offline and
0: online at the same okay. time. Okay. In any okay. way, we'll still have an online presence and you're very much invited. But yeah, so just for people who are listening, uh, there will be English subtitles, right?
1: The films will have English and Portuguese subtitles,
0: yes. Okay. Yes. That's great. It was very interesting talking with you. I got lots of insights. That's, that's actually very interesting. And uh, it looks like you have a very solid idea and message about uh, new east being this like place of energy which needs to be expressed and can be expressed and that's like truly amazing because it's a totally different look at, at at the new east not this like sophisticated covert way of looking at it but it's a different one like very approachable it's very cool
1: yeah thank you thank you very much for all the compliments of the festival This comes from lots of work and like a very like uh, nice and full of energy team. And I think that's reflected in the festival. And uh, I have to say that uh, every year we have a focus country and this year we'll have a focus on Romania. So mm. that will dictate in a way like the program of the festival and have some pretty interesting uh, films from, from Romania. And uh, yeah, I think it will be quite wild as well. Yeah. I think it will, <laughs> it will <laughs> It will follow our, our our slogan of wild wild east.
0: That's pretty great for for the current situation. Some wilderness is actually what we need, I guess. And some energy is very much welcome. Thank you so much for for sharing this. It was it was it was pleasure talking to you. Uh, if you have if you have some Thank message and... to translate, uh, feel free to to say something if you want. No, I
1: would like to I would like to say that uh, film will never will never die and the power of film will never die and will go through as it's been through like so many events in the last many many years I think you'll go through this and I really hope that we'll get to enjoy a film in the cinema in the community and uh, go back to this uh, normality because it's something that lots of people are, are missing
0: yes and I hope, I hope it as well and no film definitely will not die that's you know, the, in the beginning of the pandemic, uh, there's this Turkish and UK-based um, service called Mubi. You're probably familiar with this. And they had like a huge campaign, uh, no corona, you will not kill cinemas. And they were trying to support it as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's
1: true, like fighting. Fight.
0: Yeah, I can definitely just quote on that. Yeah. Okay. I, I wish you the best of luck with the new season of this. Beast- so
1: thank you very much
0: and maybe see you soon
1: yeah i'll see you in march for sure like during the festival you'll be a special guest <laughs> sure thank you everyone for listening i hope you enjoyed our episode uh, make sure
0: you follow us you rate us five stars on apple podcast and make sure to follow us on facebook instagram and our twitter you can find us as united citizens of europe see you next week